dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez. I'm here with Source and we are here to talk about the AFL coming back in 2022. Round one is upon us. It is Tuesday night at the moment and we have a Wednesday night grand final rematch to start the AFL for 2022. You can't get any more excited than that, Source. Yeah, welcome guys. Very excited for uh, round one opening to the season. It's really great that we're having uh, the grand final uh, rematch or is it great, Pez? It's one of those things that's been highly debated for years, years, and years, and I'm sure we'll get into it with the show, but Pez, I am excited to get into things. Uh, round one's back. The loser comp is up and about, Pez. We have we are well, well on our way to our big mark. Oh, yeah. We um, had a mark last year of uh, an $840 prize pool with uh, a $20 entry fee, so we're uh, actually going to up that again this season so we've up to every year we've been doing it source and uh it's looking like the prize is going to be upwards uh, of $900 which is going to be very exciting for one uh, lucky person that is really really good at picking losers yeah so you know normally that's something that you wouldn't brag about picking losers pairs but when the pot is over 900 bucks that is definitely something to brag about and uh what's really exciting for the pod pairs you know this is the the fourth year we've been running it every year we've upped it and every year we're getting new entrants that have never participated before so very exciting for them uh after tomorrow night after six o'clock the tips should be uh, sent out to everyone and it's going to be fantastic pez yeah all the tips are flying in which is really good uh, i've got to put my loser tip in still and uh, it's such a hard round and and round one, the the podcast show of round one is also always so difficult because uh there's always an upset or two or three in round one and you're not really sure what's going to happen every team has killed it in the preseason and uh they're just ready to fire in 2022 according to the news but uh the, the smell is in the air there's something in the air the excitement source uh, after two years of covid we're able to be back at the footy uh wednesday night to start then we've got thursday friday saturday and sunday so five days packed full of afl footy i cannot wait Get involved in the loser comp, all your tipping competitions. Make sure you're signed up to everything that you need to be uh, before the footy. If you if you enjoy doing super coach, those sorts of things. These are the things in the busy week leading up to round one source that you've just got to make sure they're the priority. They're, they're the first that you've got to get done during the week or the first bounce. And then once that's done, you're smooth sailing for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's right, Pez. And one thing that the AFL has definitely got right is they have rewarded the Victorians after the you know the last two seasons of bubble football and lockdowns and all these things because they whether they've got the uh, the opening game of the season right or not, Pez, they have definitely re- rewarded Victorians for their uh, resilience during the season. Wednesday night we've got the MCG game, the Doggies and Melbourne. Thursday night MCG, you've got Carlton Richmond. Friday night you've got Marvel Stadium, Collingwood and St Kilda, and then Saturday during the day MCG. CG Geelong versus Eston. The first four of the games are all in Victoria, the home of football. That's one thing they have absolutely nailed. Yeah, you got to love it, and your team could be involved in one of those four matches. Eight teams of the Victorian sides uh, involved in those matches there. So very, very good. We're going to find out. We've been teasing it a little bit, Source, of what we think of the grand final rematch being the first match of the season. Let's do it with our over-under segment. Parker. 
Now, Sauce, before we get into the actual over-under for this, the topic I'm going to say, and then I want your serious thoughts about if this is a good thing for the game or if you think it's a marketing ploy, whatever you might think, or when the grand final rematch should be played. So I want you to give me an answer on that. If it's not round one, when do you think is the ideal time? So grand final rematch as the first match of the season, is that a really, really good thing? Or do you have an alternative idea? Uh, first, to answer the, the main question of this, Perry, is it a good thing to happen as the opening games to the AFL season? No. Whether we like it or not, and whether it's been a spectacle of the last couple of years, Carlton Richmond have put in a lot of effort in building that Thursday night game and that Thursday night tradition, and I use the inverted commas because it's only going back about 10 years now, but it's fantastic. It's a great rivalry. Everyone loves to go. Even if you don't go for those two teams, Thursday night, you know, back when it was a Friday night, you went along. Two big teams, two big clubs, huge. The risk that you run at opening the season of having uh, the two grand final teams, one, what happens if it's a Sydney Sydney GWS game? So the first game is not even in Victoria, and that's one of the things that obviously the AFL, uh, you know, they, they focus on the Victorian aspect of it, and it's important that we reward the Victorians because they have built that tradition. They do come out to, you know, Carlton, Richmond, no matter where they are on the ladder, we get 80,000, 90,000 every single year. I don't think you get that if you do the AFL grand final remix, or the, sorry, the rematch, uh, doing it on the, the opening um, night, uh, the opening game of the season. The second part of it is the Wednesday night. Like, what the hell is a Wednesday night game? We don't we don't experiment with Wednesday night games throughout the whole season, and now we're going to put it on here in the middle of nowhere. For me, it doesn't work. To me, the best time slot that they should be doing is your Friday night blockbuster. I think if you're going to do it, you get your Friday night. That way, everyone has the opportunity to go, even if it is Sydney versus GWS. Friday night in Sydney, or you know, in uh, what's the what's this? What's the other camp? Canberra? What do they call it? Giant Stadium. Let's say Canberra Stadium. You know, you can open up on that Friday night. You can have that. There's no no. A lot of people don't work on the Saturday. Your kids can go along. I think if you're going to do it, you do the Friday night. But I think the season has to open Carlton Richmond, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Well, there you go. So. Um you, you don't like the first match of the season being the grand final rematch. I absolutely hate it, Source. You've got Carlton versus Richmond, who uh, for some years the, the game ended up being a blowout, you know, six goals plus. Uh, but you did get your 80-plus thousand there. So you knew it was going to work. It was at the home of football at the MCG. The Wednesday night thing, absolutely disgusting. you got Melbourne fans. you got Western Bulldogs fans. A lot of these fans that have families with young kids, they're not going to be able to go on a Wednesday night. That middle of the week traveling all the way to the MCG, traveling home, having to go to work on the Thursday and on the Friday. If it's on a Thursday night, like the Carlton versus Richmond, people take their families because you can be tired and get through that that one day at work on the Friday. All right. But a Wednesday night, absolutely ludicrous. Doesn't give anyone enough time to, to get there and back. A lot of the Melbourne fans will have to either take work off or actually make an effort to get there if they're unveiling the flag as well in the first match uh, at the MCG. So uh, you've got that there. Now, my other part to this was an alternative. The, the grand final rematch for me, you're going to build up to the, to the game because, yes, it's a big thing when the two grand final teams play against each other again. But you don't need build up for round one source. Everyone loves round one. Everyone looks forward to round one every single year. The build-up is natural. It's there. The energy's in the air. The energy's not in the air this week because Melbourne are playing Western Bulldogs and it's a grand final rematch. It's there because of round one. So what we need to do, move it to round six, round seven, or round eight. Any one of them, you put the grand final rematch in one of those rounds 
and go from there. You don't want it too late in the season, but you also don't want it too early in the season because you kind of want to see how the teams go and you want to build it up. If you're lucky enough that both of those teams are still good the next year, which most of the time a grand final side is, you get the build up over five or six weeks instead of building up over a preseason, which doesn't need it because the build up's already there. I don't know about that, Pez. I think round five or six or seven is you're leaving yourself up there. What happens if one of the teams is, you know, part of a rebuild or let's say Geelong wins it this year, we're hoping. Uh, and, you know, they're obviously this is the last shot at the last shot of the, the premiership window. They go into the rebuild straight after a premiership. They're 0-6 going into it versus Melbourne, let's say they're six and zip. I don't think the build-up is there. I think, you know, the pre- there's more pressure on, you know, the team that is, is, is doing the rebuild or the team that's not performing. But I don't know if that builds the spectacle of the round one uh, rematch. I like the idea of the what you're saying but I think round six is a bit too far I think maybe if you can do round three or four the, you know it's very rare for teams to lose the first three or lose the first four and, and not make finals so that way round three it is still salvageable if they're at round five zero and five or zero and six or zero and seven which is highly unlikely Pez, but I think it allows for that um that build up there and that you know well this is their this is where they're going to get their season started I think if you leave it a third of the season that's too long Take me back over the last 30 years, Source, and tell me when a grand finalist team has been uh, an 4 in the wins column after five or six weeks. Maybe uh, not the, maybe not yeah, the, I, maybe I, not the premiership team, Pez, but there's been a couple of teams that have been in the grand final. Well, you could look at the Doggies. The Doggies went pretty close after they won their premiership. I think they went 1-3, uh, 1-4. They had a pretty rough sort of start to it, and they kept saying the hangover, the hangover, the hangover. If I remember that season, they had a pretty big run on the way home. So there's one example. Not that they're real premierships, but... Uh, <laughs> yep. So if, if that if that is an actual real example source, um, one example over 30 years, that's a risk I'd be willing to take as the AFL because it, it doesn't do any difference if you're putting it in round one because round one, the build-up's already there, as I said. If you can get two teams that are both undefeated even heading into it, the build-up's even better. If They don't have to be undefeated. They have to be four and two, even three and three, and the, the build-up's going to be there. The rivalry's going to be there, and it's going to be a much better spectacle. Much better spectacle pairs if both teams are performing. I'm not going to harp on this, but I just checked that stat. Western Bulldogs in 2018 after that premiership, they went 1-5 and five going into round six, their only win coming against Essendon. The first two weeks of that season had a combined losing total of 130 against West Coast and GWS. So you're right, it doesn't happen that often. But uh, it's a pretty big risk in this day and age. We know how close the league is. Those rebuilds come fast and furious, especially with the premiership there. Yes, so I think if, say, 2017, you did the, the Bulldogs and the Swans uh, round one or round six, you wouldn't get too much uh, difference because round one, as I'm saying, people go there anyway. But tomorrow night, glued to the television because AFL footy is back. I've got an over-under for you for this game source. Now, usually Carlton and Richmond get 80-plus thousand to the opening game of the season. Now that's a grand final rematch, I'm going to put the over-under, not at 80,000. I'm going to put it down, 49,998. Is the crowd going to be over that or is it going to be under? Which game are we talking about, Pez? Melbourne versus the Western Bulldogs. Well, Pez, I think, it, I think it's going to be get pretty close to, to the under. I mean, I got a message from Ticketek today uh, offering $22 tickets to the uh, general admission. So it, you wouldn't uh, expect if they have already sold all of those tickets to be getting an advertisement from Ticketek at the bargain price of 22 bucks, Pez. Um, but... You've got to you've got to hope that Melbourne get out there to celebrate the unveiling of the flag. The dogs, you know, as I'll talk about when we get into our bet slip, Pez, you've got to think that they'll get there to, you know, have some redemption and they want to see their team. And because both of these clubs didn't really get to watch their team last year, 
So they owe it to their teams to get there. I'm hoping to God it doesn't go under that. I wouldn't mind if it goes under, but I if you're gonna if you're hoping it doesn't go under, I'm guessing you're going over. No, I've, I've I reckon it goes under, Pez. I reckon it's getting very close to, to going it under. Go under. I reckon it'll get very close. Yeah, I think it, I think it goes under as well by a few thousand at least, um, and and go from there. So interesting to watch the crowd attendance tomorrow, and let's see uh, if we're correct. If there's eighty, ninety thousand, I'll take everything back, and the AFL got it correct. But um, I'm tipping it might not be. Yes, yeah, so interesting to see, Pez. Um, realistically, Pez, that is all we've got time for in terms of the the over under because we need to get into. The main chunk, the staple of the show, Pez, the original part of the podcast that we started with is our famous, the first one of 2022, the 2022 AFL bet slip. The fact that the size of the bets was relatively small. Our bets with an opportunity about 50 metres out. I was with a mate and um, we were getting, getting sort of ready to leave and he, he said, um, I think I'm going to whack 10 on. On Maxi, do you want do you want some as well? And I, I said, Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh my goodness, sauce! How good is it to hear that intro again? A bit of yes, 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 up and about. Now every year, sauce, we we tend to pick up a few uh, new listeners as well. So if listeners haven't listened to the show before, Source, this is our bet slip section where uh, Peasant Source put the money where their mouth is and and do a little bit of punting. Now, just for a bit of history and a bit of reference, Source, we've been doing the podcast four previous years and four out of those four years, we've ended up making a profit with that money. So um, there's a good record there. We can't we can't go any better than that. Um, four out of four for both of us making money throughout the entire season that includes all the rounds of the regular season, includes the Brownlow, includes all the final source. Uh, it's been a good ride so far. It has been a great ride, Pez, and the bet slip has developed over that time as well. So you know, originally we just started chucking down bets and it was a $10 bet here and there. Then we decided we've got a $200 um, maximum, so you can't go over the $200, which we, we definitely follow. Again, the bunny is there in the inverted collars because sometimes uh, during those lockdown season, Pez, we got a little bit bored and had a little bit of extra cash floating around, obviously. But we definitely put our money where our mouth is. We make sure we publish those bet slips to, to show that we've got that accountability. But the other thing that's developed, Pez, is the way that we talk about the game so not only will we tell you our tips for the game we'll tell you how we think the game's going to unfold so that even if we're not putting money on that game or we're not putting money on a specific bet you as the listener have the opportunity if you'd like to take our advice or maybe something that Pez says you're like you know what he's absolutely got no idea and I just do opposite whatever he's saying to make some cash as well which is which is totally fine that's generally how I sort of set up my bet slip as well that's what what See, so you as the listener and as the fan, you are the one that ultimately gets to decide if you actually want to put any money down. We know we've got listeners who don't gamble at all and they're, they're not on the punts. So, um, but we've got other listeners that take our advice and, and go through and uh, give some thank you messages and things like that. Now, sometimes you'll hear someone, and this is anything you see an ad on TV, you see anything to do with punting source, and you'll think this person's got no clue what they're talking about. I'm going, to, I'm going to chuck it on the other side. So you can do that with Source. You can do that with myself. And uh, it's, it's going to be a good ride. And uh, the best thing is that we are held accountable. Win or lose for the round, we will talk about our bet. 
um, we'll say when we stuffed up, and uh, we'll definitely, uh, we'll source will definitely do a little bit of bragging if he uh, <laughs> can get up and about and make some money. Yeah, definitely, Pez. If you're gonna if you're gonna put your money where your mouth is, and you're gonna be putting some money there, you need to get up and about. And Pez, you know the way that we sort of reference it, and we the way we brag or we muck around and we give you know each other sort of sort of some stick about it. It is just a bit of fun. Uh, we're definitely not making full time careers on this. And if even if you're not a gambler, don't turn off the show because we definitely talk about how the game is going to unfold. And realistically, we only talk the, at the end where we're putting our our bet down. So we do give you a little bit of analysis. We do give you a little bit of insight in how they're going to, to run the, the, how we think the game's going to unfold. And the best thing, as the listener, it could help with your tipping. It could help with, you know, making sneaky bets with your mates. Or you could be actually getting on the punt and actually putting some money. There it is. We had a lot of listeners last year that shared their bet slip. Make sure you jump on Twitter and share that, Pez. Uh, and we had some people actually thanked us for, for their winnings. We also had a couple of blokes that sort of jumped on and said, hey, I listened to your advice and uh, what's going on there in those rare rounds that we had a loss? <laughs> Oh, I don't remember any of those rounds, if I'm <laughs> honest, uh, sourced. But uh, we do have uh, there's another unique thing about this show. We're going to go through the specials. Sinan takes a special and goes bang. Uh, so here we are, round one betting specials. They're always really interesting source because usually uh, the betting companies and the betting agencies are trying to get uh, new punters in there. They're trying to uh, lure losing punters in, if we're being honest, uh, to try and uh, give them as much profit as possible. And uh, obviously, all these companies, with there being so many, they are very successful in that. So we want to try and beat the bookies any way we can. Now, sometimes, Source, the bookies will ban you. So both of us have been banned from multiple betting agencies, which isn't very good, and uh, having to use alternate accounts to get some of these promotions, uh, which will be joked about throughout the season. So um, what I found, uh, Sportsbet, they've got uh, Wednesday to Friday matches, so the first three matches of the round. They've got a three-plus league same-game multi. You double your winnings up to $100 in bonus bets. So whatever you bet down, whatever you win, you also get that stake in a bonus bet as well. So if you're going to do a three-league multi anyway, I'd uh, chuck it in there. This one that I really, really like, uh, four-leg AFL multi. If one or two legs fail, you get your bonus bet back up to $50. All right, so if you've got a four-leg multi and you only get two of those teams right, you actually get that $50 back in a bonus to try and uh, win that stake back source. So that's a really, really good one. Head over to Ladbrokes. They've just got uh, AFL and NRL mega multi. So you can, um, we obviously only AFL here. Um, four plus legs, it gets you a, a certain number of ones you can get wrong. Uh, the more legs you go, the more you can get wrong. Uh, Bet365, they've got the footy multi-bet offer. So you can get 65% or more on your AFL uh, multi-bets. So the more you multi, the more, um, bonus you get because the more you multi, the less likely it is that you win the actual bet. Um, and you head over to Tab, and Tab's got a really good one for the season opener source. You got Melbourne versus Bulldogs, three plus leg same game multi. If it doesn't win, you get your, you get your money back up to fifty bucks um, in a bonus to try and win that back. So it's not just one leg fails, just it doesn't win. You stuff it up, you get all three legs wrong you get that bonus bet back to have another chance to try and get that stake back. And then they've got same-game multi-special Thursday through to Sunday. So if you're having a punt on a same-game multi on Saturday or Sunday, you go through tab because they've got the um, special back with three to four legs, one leg fails, uh, you get your bonus bet back up to 50 bucks. If you want to be cheeky and go five, six legs, seven-plus legs, you can have a couple more fail as well, Source. Uh, And that's all I've found so far for round one. 
And no doubt, Pez, those specials will uh, sort of come out uh, a little bit more tomorrow because they're, they're used to the traditional Thursday night startup from some of those other companies. So, you know, they're ignoring what the AFL is trying to do and getting their specials out. And, you know, it's one of those things that we obviously released the, the, the specials uh, tonight, but there was a couple more days before the weekend. And sometimes those sport bets uh, companies are a little bit slack in getting it together. Not like our media manager, though, Pez. Already had a couple of shout-outs via Twitter for our new media manager. I think this one is uh, probably the, the right sort of intern that we've got doing it because a week ahead of schedule, schedule they are almost out, Pez. Well done to this new intern that we've got. And I'm assuming it's an intern because it's efficiency that we've never seen before. Oh, they're pumping out tweets left, right and centre <laughs> there on Twitter at Behind the Bounce Source. So get up there and, and get around. If you're, you are, you're following us on Twitter... You had had those specials yesterday, mate. Uh, it was posted last night by by the uh, young intern that we've got working for us at Behind the Boundaries. So um, it was very, very impressive indeed. All right, Pez, we've talked enough rubbish. Let's get let's get into the actual round one AFL 2022 season. As we said, it kicks off things on the Wednesday night, 7.10pm time slot untraditional Wednesday night time slot at the MCG. We have the reigning premiers, Melbourne Demons, taking on the Western Bulldogs. Melbourne is $1.59 our favourites, and the Doggies are two thirty-three For this game, Pez, and for every game this round, we go through what the line is as well. The line is minus 9.5 in favour of Melbourne. The total over-under points. Do you want to do that again this season as well? Yeah, we're going to go with that as well. Give you a little bit of extra value. The uh, the over-under is a one sixty and a half, a dollar eighty-eight each way. So that's your over-under total game points. Pez, what are you doing in this game? How is this game going to unfold? Well, this uh, they're trying to build it up in the media here, source. Uh, unlike us, who are just smashing it for being the first game of the season, <laughs> but they're trying to hype it up. As, as best they can and they're, they're talking about all different things with songs being played and things like that we're not <laughs> going to go through that stuff we're, ju- we're just going to go through the actual game and what's happening now melbourne very very impressive we spoke about their premiership players and the experience that they've got now they've got absolute guns in the midfield you've got petrarca you've got oliver um, ben brown's been impressive up forward as well and you've got um, max gorn as, as the ruckman premiership ruckman now and uh will be able to take it to the Bulldogs. Them still missing Bruce with that ACL injury. Uh, I think it's going to be too much for them. They've got uh, Norton up forward. They've got Shaki who's going to take that spot, but he's been taking the third tall forward uh, last year, Source, and he's going to have to step into that second tall forward here and, and try and do that. We know Bulldogs' strength is their running game and their midfield, uh, but Melbourne's with Petrarca and Oliver and everyone being fit, I think they're just going to be way too strong here for the Bulldogs. Now, stranger things have happened in round one and uh, we can always get them wrong and, and misread teams. But uh, I don't see Melbourne stepping away, but I do see the Bulldogs who, you know, didn't finish in the top four last year. They weren't that impressive in the in the home and away season. Uh, I think they do have a little bit to play for, but Melbourne also do because they just want to try and defend their, their name, go back to back. They've got behind their coach during the offseason. So it is Melbourne for me, Source. The bet I've put together is on tab, the one, the special that we just spoke about. So if every league loses, I still get a bonus bet back. I've got Melbourne to win head-to-head, Melbourne to be leading at halftime, and Melbourne to be leading at quarter time. All those three together, $2.40 odds. I've put the max 50 on it to start off in the in the AFL season, Source. A uh, little 1.02 multiplier as well gives me a couple of extra dollars on that. Um, with with the special, which hopefully I don't have to use, and hopefully it's just a green tick to start the year with a nice little profit. 
Do you know what I love about that bet, Pez, is that if your bet wins, my bet still has a great chance of winning. Um, I love what you said about, you know, the, the depth that Melbourne has and it's, you know, definitely something that I think that the, the Bulldogs have. Um, they, they've t- spent the whole summer researching. The thing that I'm worried about for both these teams is the slow start. They went deep, deep into, to, you know, October. They both spent a lot of time in Perth. Melbourne spent a lot of time celebrating, and I think they, they celebrated when they were over there. They spent a lot of time celebrating, and then when they came back, they also were able to celebrate uh, along with a lot of fans. I was listening to an interview this year, uh, this, sorry, uh, earlier this week from Christian Petrarca, who you know apparently is fitter than ever and this and this and that, but he said that, you know, when they got back from Melbourne, they had another month and they got to relive that, uh, that sort of, you know, that hype of winning a grand final with their family and their friends, and they were really disappointed. Is that going to be an extra motivator you know, being able to play first game in front of a home crowd, who knows? I actually think that it's going to work in the detriment to the D's, and I think that the Bulldogs are going to be able to play a little bit of a closer brand of football. You know, we know that that third quarter, they were up by 17 points, the Bulldogs, and they let that game slip away just because Melbourne team didn't allow the doggies to get the football. I think they'll um, definitely counter that. They'll be planning for that, just like the rest of the team. So the, the D's have to be on notice, and... I think it's going to be, maybe Melbourne still get the win, but I think it's going to be a close game pair. So I've done exactly what you've done, and I've jumped on the tab for a three-leg same-game multi, one-leg fails, I get my money back in a bonus bet. I've gone the maximum to open up the season pairs. You've got to go the maximum straight up. So I've gone 50 on it. I've gone Western Bulldogs, pick your own line, 27 and a half. I think they definitely keep it close. They don't get blown out like they did last year. Uh, sorry, the grand final. And what they have in the past, they haven't always performed in round one. There's a lot of expectations coming on the Bulldogs. They can't have the hangover hangover from being in the in the grand final so I think they keep it close I've gone with Bailey Dale who's had a ripper of a preseason him to get 20 disposals I think they use him off that back line and really try and control that ball going forward and again keep that ball off the Melbourne Demons midfield because we know when they get it they go ahead and they strike and the last leg is Adam Trelaw who has kicked three or four goals in the intra-club and he kicked two goals in their season opener. they're going to be using him as a forward a little bit more and you know seeping through that middle and they don't have any really tall targets except outside of, um, you know, Tim English and Norton. So I think Trelaw's going to be a goal-kicking machine for them this year. Him to snag a goal. Gives me odds of $3.10. I'll revisit that for you, Pez, because you look a little bit lost. Western Bulldogs, plus 27.5. Adam Trelaw to kick a goal. Bailey Dale to get 20 or more disposals. Gives me odds of $3.10, and I put the max 50 on it, Pez. Oh, it'll be a good start for the pot if both of those can get up. But, uh Usually what happens is uh, Pez usually gets up and Source goes down. So we'll see what happens and uh, we'll move to the next game and see if uh, Source can make his money back. We can see if I can make my money back, Pez. But this is where the AFL is going to make their money back because they're going to get 100 plus to this game. This is an absolute ripper. Uh, this is what we want to see. It is straight to the G, Pez. Back-to-back nights for the G. It will be at capacity. We have the Carlton Blues taking on the Richmond Tigers, the first official game of the AFL 2022 season, pairs because we know that this is what every year should open with. We've got Carlton, the Outsiders, at $2.61, and Richmond, can they get back to the finals at $1.48? The line for this game is plus 13.5 in favour of the Tigers, so that's minus 13.5, sorry, in favour of the Tigers. And our total game points over-under for it is over-under one 164 and a half pairs. Yeah, um, I'm not sure about the over-unders, especially in uh, in round one source to see the, the game style and, and what's happening and what's being played. But both sides are going to come in here uh, raring to go. Carlton usually put up a fight for one or two quarters, um, sometimes usually the third and the fourth quarter when the game's already blown out of the water. Uh, but 
we'll see what happens here with, with Chera coming in. He'll probably, uh, he'll need to play a big role because Sam Walsh, as we know, is out with his syndesmosis uh, injury. Uh, Sam Doherty uh, does get to play though. And there was a great little thing that AFL tweeted out in Sam Doherty, out cancer. So he, he's coming in and playing. He's fought through uh, things that are unimaginable to some of us and uh, really inspirational stuff from him. Uh, Michael Voss gets to coach his, his first game back since coaching the Brisbane Lions as well. So that'll be it. Damien Hardwick's got some things to prove. There's so much going on in this game. You've got Dustin Martin coming back from his uh, little kidney injury and his, his hit that he had in the finals last year. Uh, so many things. But I think without Sam Walsh's source, I can't be going on Carlton. And with the record that Richmond have, I've tipped Richmond to, to bounce back and be in the, in the top four. So uh, if they let me down here, there's no chance of that happening. So I'm all over Richmond here. I've gone on sports bet with the, the Wednesday to Friday little uh, special. I've put a, a $25 same game multi down source. Uh, Richmond at the line, minus 13 and a half, as you said. And I've just put the sneaky one. Richmond to lead at halftime, Richmond to lead at three-quarter time, just so I can get my legs in there. Uh, <laughs> and that uh, gives $2.10. Really risky that one, Pez, as we know that, as you said, Carlton do fire early for that game. So I think a couple of times they've actually led or gotten it really, really close in that third quarter. So it'll be interesting to see how that fares for you, Pez. You mentioned the return of um, Dusty Martin, which is fantastic for football and fantastic for Richmond. And you did say that the big out for Carlton is Sam Walsh. And that is really, really um, disappointing. He's still got that syndemosis injury. And as you said, if it's hard to say and it sounds deadly, we know it must be bad from, from our last podcast there, Pez. But I'm actually more concerned with some of the outs for Richmond. I mean, they've got, um, you know, co-captain Dylan Grimes is making a late push to try and get back to to be able to play for round one after having thumb surgery last week. I don't know if he'll be able to get up in time for that game, Pez, but there are some others that are definitely confirmed out for that, Pez. Unfortunately, the Tigers will be without there. Some of the people from their back line, some of the, you know, the, the, the midfield that really made some impressive moves last week, last year, sorry. Nick Vlosson is a really big out for them. Uh, and he's in doubt for that game, Pez. As well as Jack Graham, who, who wasn't be able to get back from that hamstring. And the big one, that triple premiership midfielder, your big friend, Pez, Kane Lambert with that hip sideline for several months there. So I think that the Blues will be able to stay competitive in this one, Pez, and we know that there's a lot on the line for them. For the last 10 years, they have been coming, and this is the year that a lot of people on them. So there's a lot of expectation. Unfortunately, without Sam Walsh, they would have been loving to do it for him and been able to you know, sh- showcase his talent, and he had a really great sort of off-season. But I think they get it together for, for Sam Doherty, Pez, and I think that uh, they get Vossi a rare first game of the season win, and that's why I'm going with Sportsbet. I'm just going on the note. Pairs and I jumped on this earlier in the week before I had the confirmation whether Walsh was out and I thought with that list I thought it was going to be a bargain at plus 16 and a half at a dollar 90 pairs but uh, that's what I've gone with now it's come into as we said to 13 and a half I jumped in it earlier in the week so I've gone with Carlton plus 16 and a half at a dollar 90 and I've put 25 on that one yeah that'd be right source not giving the uh, the fans or the listeners any chance to jump on uh, anything you put on you're missing out by by three Three points there. That's not, not good for the fans. As we know, Pez, that can be really costly as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that can be the difference. It can definitely be the difference. Speaking of costly, Pez, we get onto a really, really big blockbuster Friday night. Uh, normally, it's actually the Western Bulldogs and Collingwood on the Friday night. But as we know, the AFL has made the shift, which leaves room for your Saints, Pez, to come up on a big blockbuster Friday night clash, which is 
two big Melbourne clubs. Well, one and a half big, uh, big clubs there, Pez. We've got the St Kilda Saints uh, as the favourites at $1.63, taking on the Collingwood Magpies at $2.28, Pez. The line for this game, Pez, is the Saints favoured as a minus eight and a half line. And the total game points over under is the lowest so far of the round at 159 and a half, Pez. You've got to be all over your Saints with a big blockbuster Friday night. We know you love betting on the Saints. Uh, always, always nervous, Saucer, to bet on my own side. But uh, I found an absolute gem of a bet. You're going to love it. Um, but to speak about the game first, I think uh, missing Hunter Clark is going to be uh, pretty detrimental to St Kilda's backline. So they're going to have to fill that. Um, if Patrick Ryder can get and get up for round one to have Ryder and Marshall as a duo, when when they played together, the Saints, you know, played so much better as well. So Zach Jones is out indefinitely as well. So he's not going to be in the midfield. But we do, we are going to welcome back Jade Gresham, who's looked fantastic uh, over the preseason and adds a little bit of spark as well and a little bit of run. So I, I think Kilda will be too strong for Collingwood. Uh, I don't know. The, the type of team they're going to be putting on the park. They've got a lot on their injury list that are, you know, tests for round one, expected back a bit later. So we, we spoke about it. You've got Maynard who's suspended. So you miss it, miss out Maynard from, from defense. Um, you got Howe who's uh, done with a groin injury to Goey. He's, he's uh, dealt with ribs. Taylor Adams has dealt with a hamstring. So I don't know how fit they're actually going to be. At Marvel Stadium as well, not at the MCG. So that's a tick in St. Kilda's box here. So I, th- I think St. Kilda are going to win the match. I think they should be favourites. And I, I think the bookies have that correct. Uh, if if Collingwood were, at, were to beat St. Kilda, that would be season over for the Saints. That would be absolutely <laughs> devastating. But but what I've found is um, I got a little bit of an advertisement when I was on Twitter last night, Source. And um, there's a new company called uh, Moneyball. And the, the little thing they got me with, they got me to sign up because uh, Max King, my man, Max King, <laughs> Coleman medalist of 2022, to kick any of the first 10 goals of the match at two bucks. That is so, great value. That I'll, is such I'll, good. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> any of the first 10, not the first five, Jeez. the first 10. So, that is amazing. <laughs> uh, if he kicks a goal, that, that's at two bucks and the max bet 25. So uh, I signed up, put my $25 in, deposited and... Uh, Put my max bet at 25 at two bucks on Max King to kick one of the first 10 of the match. Pairs, I love that bet. And uh, uh, as I can, you know, an avid listener of the show would know, uh, generally Pez and I don't share bets. And as uh, as likely as he is, the villain of the show, you have not shared that with me, Pez. And it's very disappointing for my <laughs> odds of $2.25. I had to chuck in three legs. I totally agree with what you're saying. I think that if St. Kilda lose this game, it is season over. And I want to jump all over that bet, but uh, I will not. I'll uh, go through my bet with the research there because I am confident with what I've got in there. I love what you said about uh, Gresham coming back into that side. I think that's really pivotal. The other thing that you spoke about, Pez, is at uh, under the lights of Eddie Had, of Marvel, of uh, the Telstra Dome, whatever you want to call it, is where the Saints uh, really, really relish and where they've actually missed the last couple of years. And I think that the odds for this game were really surprising, Pez. I thought that Saints, the Saints would have been more of a clear-cut favourite. And $1.61 sort of leaves the game in the balance and makes it think that it's going to be a 10-15 point game. I think the Saints actually blow this open. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints kick the first 10 goals and Max has, you know, 
seven or eight of those anyway, Pez. So I, I think it's really good for, for your uh, for your boys uh, and it's really good for that bet and I'm definitely going to sign up uh, secretly, <laughs> secretly, not secretly, I'm publicly saying it after the show, but let's get into my bet, Pez. I agree with what you're saying. I think the Saints control this game and as I said, first 10 goals, that's easy for them. I've got the Saints to be uh, leading at halftime. I've got the Saints to win the game and Jade Gresham to get 15 or more disposal. I've gone with Tab, one leg fails, money back in a bonus bet at odds of 225 and I put my 25 on Pez, but would much prefer to have uh, 25 on uh, Mr. King to, to kick a goal. So disappointing for the show that they don't have two green ticks there, Pez, uh, with the same bets. But uh, I'll just have to take a little bit of that extra odds uh, on, on my bet slip. <laughs> uh, that's all right. I'll take uh, I'll take even money for, for Maxi to kick one of the first 10. And, you know, he might kick zero goals, six or something and uh, disappoint. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But St. Kilda on the Friday night, we mentioned it earlier, uh, Geelong and Essendon on the Saturdays. Yeah, this game is a two uh, two ten game, Pez. The untraditional two ten Saturday game. Normally that game's about two forty, but they've decided to get it in there because we just can't wait to see the the country clash or whatever they call it, Pez, where they're playing it in the city. The country clash is you know makes sense to be playing it in the city. Uh, Geelong versus Essendon it is Geelong's home game, of course, at the MCG where they love to play their footy. A dollar forty seven are the favorite favorited cats. The Essendon Bombers are two seventy outsiders. The line for this game game favours towards the Cats and the line Pez is minus seven and a half. The total game points over under, much the same as that Friday night clash, 159 and a half, $1.88 a piece. Pez, can the Bombers live up to the hype? Opening game against Cats, the ageing Cats, can they get it done? Jeez, you don't want to be personal, but I really, really hope not because... Uh, <laughs> I've got I've got for outside the eight. I, th- I think they're going to struggle this year with uh, consistency, uh, getting a couple of players on the park and uh, just being consistent with their ball movement, being able to move it up forward. Uh, they had Harry Jones who was looking really really good, and you now he's done his ankle expected expected to return mid season source. So that uh, just adds to it. Michael Hurley who has been a great defender since he's gone back down in defence in the last few years. Uh, he's out indefinitely. Tip and Woody, who gives him a spark up forward when they don't have anything. Uh, he's out indefinitely. Jake Stringer with a groin injury test for round one. Uh, you just don't know what kind of side they, they're going to be pulling up here, Source, and I, I don't think they can go with the experience of Geelong. We know that they're the oldest side in the comp. They don't have... Uh, that many injuries. They've got Gary Rowan, who probably won't play. Sam Menegola, he's probably going to come back in the early rounds as well. Um, a, a few others, but they have got a Ruckman. So if Segler gets added into that um, to, to go up uh, against Essendon, I, I just love it for the Geelong midfield. You've got Cameron and Hawkins, dynamic duo up forward um, with those two, the Twin Towers. I think that they uh, just work so well together after playing another season together. I, I think them being able to get into the right spots, know when to play the decoy role and to go up the ground. I think they'll both kick uh, three-plus goals each. And uh, my little bet that I've gone, Source, uh, I need you to hit that cheeky button. Cheeky! Because I've gone a a little five-leg same-game multi with sports bet. Uh, We've got Geelong taking on Essendon. I've got the Geelong at the line. Minus nine and a half. Uh, I like the line that low because uh, I think they'll win by, you know, three goals plus at least. Jeremy Cameron, as I said, to score three or more goals at the MCG. He loves loves getting a goal. And uh, I think Hawkins might play up the ground a little bit more. And Jeremy Cameron will get those over the top ones or running in towards goal. he kick three or more. Uh, Geelong halftime line, minus four and a half. So they have to lead by five or more at halftime. 
Quarter time line, Geelong minus two and a half. They have to lead by three or more at quarter time. And your man, my man, Cam Guthrie, 25 plus disposals. Put him in there to get that up to $5.75. Whack the cheeky 10 on it and thank me for that $57 profit. Nice pairs. As, as you know, avid uh, listeners of the show will know, our cheeky bets need to be over the odds of $5. And you've definitely uh, checked that off, Pez. Love what you said about a range of things there. I think, you know, the Essendon's midfield, uh, whilst it's going to be, you know, extremely strong, it is going to be in doubt with uh, Jake Stringer, and we know the, how effective he has been. Even if he does play, I don't know if he'll be at full fitness, and he'll probably uh, uh, sort of sit forward a little bit, which will be good because, you know, the uh, exclusion of Harry Jones, who's done his hamstring out for round one, and probably in the next month is a, is a huge doubt for their key position players. Um, and what's good news for Geelong, as you said, there's a little bit of injury um, sort of concern about who's going to actually get up. But even if half of these names get up pairs, Geelong will look at full strength um, as compared to Essendon's uh, de, you know, depleted list. Mitch Duncan, Tom Stewart, Gary Rowan, Sam Managola, Jack Henry, Ryan Myers and Segler, they are all 50-50 shots to get up for this Saturday game. That gives them a couple of more days there. If you get half of those back... Boom, they've got the numbers on the park. I love what you said about the key position players. You know you know that we know that uh, I'm a big fan of Tomahawk, and I actually think he's playing his best football when he is up the ground. He's a lovely kick into the forward line. He sets up perfectly with Cameron. They're going to be a perfect one-two punch, and hopefully Cameron is back to some full fitness uh, after missing early rounds last year and uh, finding his best form coming into the finals. Hopefully he picks that up straight away with a big preseason. And I'm talking about the Cats pairs because I'm actually steering clear of this game. I'm a little bit nervous for this one, as much as I do think analytically you can go with the Cats, and I think all the all the signs point to Cats. Uh, the odds, the, it is round one, and we know some weird things happen in round one. Geelong dropped their opening game last year to the Crows, and we know how both of those seasons unfolded, so I'm steering clear for this one, Pez. Yeah, fair enough as well. You just need to... Uh... You just need to look forward to watching the game and actually try not to lose to Essendon because uh, it'd be quite embarrassing knowing a lot of Essendon supporters as well. Yeah, it definitely is, Pez. They're, they're not always the most gracious team to uh, to lose against. And even more, just on a separate note, Pez, my sister, who I go every, every year, every match to Geelong with, my sister and my mum, she's decided to have her child's first birthday on the Saturday, starting at 11 o'clock. I reckon cake time's going to be about two. That's terrible. Terrible for my sister. She should have done a 9 o'clock party, get them out by 1, could have gone straight to the footy. What a way to celebrate the first birthday, taking them to the footy. So a bit disappointing on KML. Cake, cake time at 2, 2 p.m. Happy birthday. Put the TV in, 2.10. Perfect. Yeah, I could definitely see me being around at the next family Christmas if I put the, t- the TV on for the Geelong football versus Essendon and in the, you know, out in the western suburbs, Pez. Uh, at my uh, nephew's first birthday, I can't imagine there would be um, very many presents for me at Christmas time coming from my sister and in-law. <laughs> so let's get oh, into just the... Just buy him a live DVD. Of what year, which premiership year do you, do you want the live DVD of? No, if it's a live DVD, just give him get him a disc and say to his mother, just say you got to put this on at two ten. Oh, uh, well done, Channel Five Hundred Four, Fox Footy. That's his birthday present. 
and then he needs to watch it live. Maybe that's what I might do. Maybe I might actually just buy him like a, a Geelong, um, you know, round one and do it on the CD. I love that idea, Pez. I'm definitely going to be doing that tomorrow and see if I can sneak in the football. That's how much we love football, Pez. We're, we're giving up first birthdays to try and watch uh, our <laughs> beloved teams play. But anyway, let's get on to two other uh, beloved teams of some of our fans. We talk about the Sydney Derby, the Battle of the Bridge. You know, the big controversy because Sydney reckon that they already have the bridge. We, of course, go to Acora Stadium Australia. I think they've renamed that, pairs, but we are talking about that giant stadium in the great western suburbs of Sydney. Great Western Sydney, the $2.05 Outsiders Sydney after a great year last year, or both great years for both teams, $1.80. The line for this game, Pez, minus 2.5 in favour of the Swans, and the total game points over under 153.5. Mate, the the biggest thing about this, have you seen the scoreboard? Which scoreboard for, for the new stadium? For this stadium? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. It's like a something like a hundred and twenty meters long or something. <laughs> hundred and twenty meters <laughs> long. Abs- <laughs> it is absolutely ridiculous. You while I while I speak about this game, look it up, find a photo because it's going to blow your mind when you see this. It's sitting behind the goals. And it goes the full length of the back of the thing. So I don't. I think I might have been over exaggerating. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than meters, the 250s combined. Yeah, I think so. I think you have gone a little bit exaggerating there, Pez. Get on to how the game's going to unfold. It's massive, absolutely massive. Now, this is a game where I absolutely love the Sydney Swans. Uh, I, I just think that they are going to easily be the better side. We've got Tom Papley, who's probably going to miss with, with the hamstring, which isn't ideal. But you've got Toby Green on the other side, who's who's not going to play for the Giants. We know that they, they struggle usually in the early rounds. They're trying to find their feet. They've really got to try and fire this year. but And they, they usually can against Sydney. But Sydney are on the up. Sydney are ready to go. They're fit. They're healthy. Um, I'm all over Sydney at the price that they opened up with. Uh, around the dollar eighty mark, uh, source they went dead to a dollar seventy four and then have come out a little bit again. But I've gone a three leg same game multi with Tab because they've got the specials on the Saturday and the Sunday with the with the money back special. Uh, I've gone Sydney head to head, Sydney to win the first half and Sydney at the line minus two and a half. So just a couple of legs if um, two win but they don't cover the line then I can still get my bonus back. So that gets me odds at $2.20, $25. Uh, happy days for me. Happy days for you, Pez. I'm totally in agreement with you, Pez. I love the value in the Swans. I don't understand. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a 50-50 game in terms of where they finished last year. But if you look at the year Sydney had, and if you believe that they're going to bounce back and have a better year than they did last year, those young leads, that great list, I think you've got to be all over Sydney. And, Pez, I've just seen the, the actual scoreboard. Holy shit, that is huge. And you were not wrong. 120-metre scoreboard. I thought that was a Reddit. Uh, you've just sent me the link there. I thought it was a Reddit joke there. I looked into research. That thing is huge. Uh, and oh, maybe that's the only thing that's keeping the Swans out of this game is the big distraction of seeing them uh, up on the big screen. But it's probably good that Papley is not playing because he doesn't mind a little bit of fig jam and a little bit of uh, me time with the celebration. He'd be watching his highlights on that big screen. But no need, no need for that because the Swans are not going to need him this week. I've gone with a three-leg same-game multi-pairs, and it's interesting what you said because I went with Sportsbet 
because they did have better odds on the Swans. I think $1.80 is where I got them at. Other uh, agencies had them about $1.73, $1.78. So I've gone with Sportsbet, three-leg same-game multi. Sydney to win the game. Sydney to uh, lead at the uh, first quarter. I've gone the quarter-time line, minus uh, 0.5. So they just have to be up at the first quarter. And I've gone Justin McInerney to uh, get in uh, 20 disposals. I think with the um, the absence of Jordan Dawson, he will get in there and get 20 or more disposals. That was the $2.80. Sorry, $2.80s. Two bets at $1.80, the Swans and Justin McInerney to get uh, 20 or more disposals. That gives me odds of $3.50, and I've staked 25 on that one, Pez. Yeah, very interesting source. You, you go in a few of the player markets and, and the disposals and things. I'll put a disposal market in my cheeky, but I've kind of stayed away from uh, disposals during this round because I don't really know what's happening, but you've got some uh, thinking behind that. So so kudos to you. We, um, we then head to our... How to predict a leader in the Brisbane Lions taking on Port Adelaide. That is correct, Pez. We head to the fortress that has been the Gabba of the last couple of years, the 8-10 Queensland time slot. So for Melbourne viewers, that's at 7-10, but uh, it's going to be prime time Saturday night. And what I love about this, Pez, there's only one game on the Saturday night. The 5-10 start for the GWS Derby means that's going to straight into the uh, the twilight, sorry, the nighttime game in the Gabba, and the AFL doesn't mean we have to switch between channels. So fantastic job in them getting that under control and uh, allowing AFL fans to really enjoy the return of football and able to watch every single game live, you know, if you've got Foxtel, obviously, but every game live and without switching channels. Let's get into it. Brisbane favourites, $1.49, and Port Adelaide Outsiders at $2.63. The line for the Lions is minus 13.5 in favour of them, and the total game points over under 168.5 pairs. I actually think that's quite a bit of a bargain. If I was looking for a punt in this game, I'd be all over the over because we know that both of these teams are fast-playing teams. Brisbane have an arsenal of uh, kicking goal kickers there if they can get everything together. So I like that bet, but uh, I'm steering clear of this one, Pez. So I'm going to let you talk about it because uh, I'm sure you've got a bet on your your favourite teams, you know, your daughter's team, the uh, the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, you can piss off with, uh, with Rainer, <laughs> but um, we wish him the, the, a good return and uh, hopefully gets named in the side this week and, and plays really well coming back off that ACL. Uh, speaking of that, you got uh, Kane Farrell, who won't be there, the big booming left boot for Port Adelaide. Uh, Fantasia as well, always uh, in the thing with uh, to be announced with his knee as well. He's always seems to be injured. Yeah, that's right, Pez. He's always seemed to be injured. But what gives uh, some more woes for Port Adelaide's forward line is you've got Charlie Dixon, highly unlikely to return as well. He's still recovering from that ankle surgery, but I guess the forward line could be bolstered by uh, Finn Lason if they play him down there. We know with the Giants, he sort of fluctuated between the back, the forward. They couldn't work out whether he was Arthur or Martha. So really interesting for Port Adelaide. And it'll be interesting to see if they can keep up with the Lions. You know, that's a lot of scoring power that's, uh, that's out in terms of Fantasia, as you said, who's always injured, and Charlie Dixon. Yeah, and uh, you look at Brisbane at the other end. You, you've got Eric Hipwood, who's probably the the only one that's really uh, has a serious injury at, at Brisbane. So they're looking very healthy. They're playing at home in front of their crowd. They're they're going to be hungry. They haven't performed in finals over the last few years when they've been up in the top four source, as we know, uh, winning very minimal finals. Uh, they need to fire their midfields. There, they've they've got the forward line ready to go. I, I know Charlie Cameron's going to get a motorbike out at, at some stage on, on Saturday <laughs> night. It's going to be absolutely fantastic to watch Port Adelaide having to travel up to the Gabba in the humid weather. It, it's just not good. 
not looking good for Port Adelaide. I'm all over the Brisbane Lions here, and there's a trend with my bets. So I've got a three-leg same-game multi. It is with Tab with the bonus back. I've got Brisbane head-to-head. Brisbane minus two and a half first quarter line, and Brisbane to win the first quarter. So if they win the first quarter, or say by three, but end up losing the match, I will get a bonus bet back because two of my legs will get up. So you'll notice a trend with that, uh, with some, both of our bets throughout the season where we try and take advantage of that third leg uh, as best we can. So they're my three. It gets me $2.25 odds. I've put 25 on it, and uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I'm quite confident that Brisbane can beat Port Adelaide. Yeah, I totally agree, Pez. I think with you know both of us having them as finishing top in the ladder predictions, I think with the list that they're going to put on the field compared to Port Adelaide, you know, Port Adelaide, we're going to need to bounce back, but I don't think this is the, the the right setup for them to be able to do it. The humidity, I just got back from the Gold Coast and Queensland. The humidity is going to be an absolute killer for those uh, Port Power boys. And Brisbane, they're up and about. Hopefully they get Rayner back as well to boost that already sort of, you know, potent sort of midfield. I've just gone the basic $50 line bet pairs. Brisbane minus 13 and a half. I love that line. I think they'll get that uh, pretty much done and dusted by three-quarter time. So Brisbane, minus 13.5 at $1.90. That'll be a nice little way to uh, enjoy my Saturday night pairs after watching the Geelong replay. <laughs> oh, you're going to have to watch the replay if you, if you don't get your act together. So um, that's there's the first few days of footy. We've got one day left, which is a Sunday, which historically is not my favourite betting day to, to bet on these games early in the week source where do we head off to yeah we head off uh it's definitely the graveyard shift they've got um whilst they've uh, the afl has rewarded us with the opening couple of games and the opening couple of days uh what that does mean it doesn't leave much uh to the desire in terms of the the teams down the bottom you know of the our ladder predictor pairs we've got uh five of the teams playing that we've picked in the bottom five so all five teams from our ladder predictions are down the bottom there we've got the first game of the sunday the traditional uh I don't know what the way to put it is, but generally it's that Sunday time slot that uh, isn't a great one. The 110 MCG. We've got a Hawthorne Hawks taking on North Melbourne. $1.67 pairs, favourite of the Hawks, which is a little unusual because I had them for the spoon, you know, and you had North as the spoon, and North is the outsiders at 221 pairs. The line for this game, pairs, is minus 6.5 in favour of the Hawks, and the over-under total game points is 160.5 pairs. Fingers crossed that uh, you've got North doing um, something a little bit better than what you had them in their preseason show, pairs. because our North fans, they love. The feedback was all over. They loved hearing you talk positive about North, so I'll leave it over to your second team, North Melbourne Kangaroos. Yeah, well, interesting. We've got both the wooden spooners here from our ladder predictions. Uh, I'm actually, I wouldn't want to bet on this game, so I am steering clear. Uh, spoiler alert, but... I just don't know who's going to win and what teams they're actually going to put on the park source. We know North have their new recruits that are possibly quite good and, and Hawthorne, depending on what team they actually put out there, will, will depend on how they go. So uh, I hate the line at six and a half for either side. I, I wouldn't touch that at all. Uh, the, the over-under points, you, you don't know if the defense is going to be lacking and they're just going to be out there scoring. You got Sam Mitchell as a new coach uh, for Hawthorne as well. Uh there's, there's just too much happening in this game and I don't see how anyone could get a bet on it this early in the week without it being a cheeky. Yeah, Pez, I totally agree in this one. I asked my old man who's a you know lifelong North Melbourne supporter and I said to him, how do you think you're going to go on the weekend? He's like, who actually knows? And that's a great way to summarise it because... 
there's nothing you can tell from this game about how it's going to play out. You know, North Melbourne had some positive signs during the, the preseason. They still did get flogged by Sydney, but you know, their their number one recruit and their you know the number one pick from from Adelaide, Jason Horn Francis, he looked good. He most definitely will be locked in for his uh, debut. They might get Ben McKay, who should return from that concussion um, issues. But uh, the the main story for this one for Hawthorne is they get back that sort of gun midfielder that they had. They're that star trio, Yago Ramiro, who's coming back from a knee. Chad Wingan is returning from an ankle and Tom Mitchell, the absolute uh, ball magnet, non-impact player, uh, is, you know, he'll probably get his 50 touches and still not make an impact on the game. But I think that actually sort of makes you lean towards Hawthorne just on the star power there. But new coach in Hawthorne, how are they going to play? I think there's too many unknowns for this game to put a bet on it. I'm definitely steering clear. And, uh, you know, as you said, how could you make a bet for this game on a Wednesday night, five days away before, with all those extra factors in, in place, uh, and potentially the two wooden uh, spoons uh, competitors, the, the battle? We, we could know the spoon in round one pairs, which is going to be th- great for the for AFL. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a great watch on a, on a Sunday, <laughs> early Sunday afternoon there, just to, just to see who's the worst of the worst in the AFL. Yes, all right, let's uh, speak on to which should be uh, quite an eastern sort of game at Adelaide Oval. We've got the Adelaide Crows taking on the Frio Dockers. The uh, the odds for this one have favoured towards the Dockers at $1.71, the away team. Uh, Adelaide are the favourite, uh, sorry, the, the outsiders at $2.14. The line is minus 5.5 in favour of the Dockers, and the over-under for this one is 158.5 pairs. When I saw the odds for this one, I was a little bit surprised because a lot of people have picked Fremantle to sort of you know tussle for that eighth spot and most people have Adelaide still on that rebuild. Do you think the shock of last year's opening one game in Adelaide has sort of made punters a little bit wary of the Crows and the Dockers? Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, Sauce, but I do kind of like the juicy $1.71 you can get at the moment uh, for Fremantle. The only thing I am a bit nervous, it is played in Adelaide, but they're missing Taylor Walker, who had an absolutely amazing start to the, to the year last year. And we spoke about it. They're missing Sloan, who's their barometer, if you would say, their star player, uh, their grunt midfielder. So um, Fremantle, we know they're missing Tabana, but they should get um, a couple of other players back. Fife up and up and running. Uh, it is in Adelaide, which which is going to make me steer clear. But uh, it's only because I've run out of money in this round and I want to follow the rules for at least one round uh, of the season source. So uh, if it wasn't on the Sunday and it was a bit earlier in the week, uh, I'd probably have a a free man or head-to-head or if there was a same-game multi-special, try and put something together to get that. So um, if I had to to pick a bet, I'd go free man or head-to-head here. But... uh, yeah, I'm steering clear at the moment on this one. Yeah, I'm steering clear as well, Pez. But as you said, I actually don't mind the Fremantle odds, uh, the juice in $1.71. And if Dawson, Jordan Dawson doesn't make any more progress with that calf injury and doesn't get up, look to that to shrink in a little bit, probably around your $1.60, $1.65. So if you like those odds and you believe they can get the job done with the potential of Dawson playing, then jump all over the Dockers. But oh, I, I t- tend to agree, Pez. I think that you know Adelaide showed some fight last year, but their forward line is going to be a big issue. I don't know where their goals are going to come from. And they're without Sloan, who was easily one of their best, you know, top five last year when he was playing. Uh, I think Fremantle, you know, with the inclusion of uh, Jordan Clark, hopefully he can get a game for them. I think that they uh, they possibly look pretty good. And I think that they're, you know, they're definitely going to be fighting for a spot in the eight. I think they get the job done against the Crows. Mate, if Chris Scott's got anything to say about it, Jordan Clark will be uh, on the emergency list every single week. I mean, he must must have been doing something, Pez. Uh, you know, the a premiership in your first year means you know a little bit about football, apparently. 
<laughs> definitely saves your job for the next well, ten. <laughs> I, I guess you too. You know, you know, we could uh, in the in the round here with uh, only eight games sourced because uh, West Coast versus Gold Coast uh, coming up next. I have no bloody idea. Yeah, I have no bloody idea either in this one, Pez. But let's get through the formalities first. This game has absolutely swung since uh, since the start of the season. I always look at the, you know, straight after the grand final. And as soon as the, the, the season fixture is released, they put up the odds. Freem- sorry, West Coast were favoured in this game at a, like $1.40 when it first released. Now with all the injury news, they've actually dropped out to the outsiders. So we're talking about West Coast taking on the Gold Coast Suns at our favourite venue, Pez. SBS Stadium. So 210 are the outsiders in West Coast. $1.75, a rarity. Round one favourites, the graveyard, the Gold Coast Suns. The line for this game is minus three and a half, and the total game points over under 157.5 pez. Do the Gold Coast have the same sort of start as they had last year? The absolute flying form from Matt Rao that uh, had them winning the first three games. Look, oh, as I said in the little opener there, I've no bloody idea what's going on here. <laughs> Gold Coast uh, going into favourites, dollar seventy five. We know COVID's gone through uh, West Coast as well, with Lee Ryan having to be uh, in isolation and Tim Kelly either catching COVID or in an isolation as well. So um, you, we know Darling's story, who got jabbed, but now he's injured his foot. You've got all the other midfielders out. You've got Shuey out. You've got Yo out. There's so many things happening in this game. You've got Ben King, who's not playing, who's been their leading goal kicker at the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, Gold Coast Suns usually play okay over there for, for a half, and then they tire, especially with the 20 minutes and time on quarters now with the, with the young Suns. They haven't done um, too much recruiting. You know, you've got Marvia Chol who'll come in and give them a chop out up forward, maybe in the ruck. And uh, I just don't know what teams they're going to put out on the park source. So I actually wouldn't even be able to give you a tip at the moment, um, unless I was forced to. So uh, I'm steering clear of this one and the three steer clears on the Sunday. Surprising for me. Yeah, really surprising you, Pez. Uh, you mentioned Ben King signing on for them, uh, and I think that's going to play a huge part. And, and one of the sort of reasons, you know that I like the Suns. Uh, I think that every AFL fan really wants one of the, the you know the AFL's uh, Suns, the Gold Coast Suns, the AFL's favourite team and the where they're putting all their money. You want them to do well, and I think that with the big news of them having uh, you know um, King out for the season, him signing on during the week was a real encouraging thing. And I think they're going to go out and prove that in Pez. Uh, and you know what? As you said, who knows what's going to happen? So with my cheeky prediction, I'm going a cheeky bet. Cheeky. So I've gone with the Suns pairs. I think the, the Suns can do this. They've done it a couple. They did it a couple of years ago in uh, tremendous rain that they got it done. I think Gold Coast. Uh, uh, are going to be stronger just on depth than people available. We looked at um, you know the lists during the, the our preseason show pairs. I had West Coast finishing bottom four. I think you had them pretty close to bottom four as well. I think that that's going to be season ending just emotionally. We know that they don't like uh, when there's emotion involved and they uh, definitely don't get behind each other. Tim Kelly's a huge out for them because he was basically all they really had and hopefully he gets up for the game, but it's a COVID protocol. Even if he does get up, uh, he's probably going to be fatigued for that game. So I've gone with a three-leg same-game multi-pairs, and I've gone odds of $5.50, so kept it just cheeky enough for you. And I've gone the first quarter line, minus 5.5 for the for the Suns. I've gone over total game points, 155.5. And, and I've gone Gold Coast, pick your own line, minus 10.5. I think they get it done by quite a nasty sort of number. As I said, West Coast not being able to, to be able to cope with any sort of emotion, and the moment they get down... 
the Gold Coast Suns will be celebrating. Those young guns with those mullets know how to celebrate, Pez. They'll be all over it. I've gone the cheeky 10 on that, uh, but as you said, who really knows? And I had no cheeky to go, so I'm talking myself into this one because, as you said, who bloody knows what's going to happen? Oh, as I, as I said with the Hawthorne North Melbourne game, the only way I'd put my money down is if it was a little bit cheeky. So there you go in the final game of the round. Uh, we've got our multi to go source. So I'll go through my multi. I've, of course, I've used the sports bet. Um, four plus legs. If two fail, you get a bonus bet back up to $50. So taking advantage of that. We've got uh, four legs. These are my four favorite games head to head to win. We've gone Melbourne tomorrow night to win. We've got St Kilda on the Friday night to beat Collingwood. We've got Sydney to beat GWS. And then to finish it off on the Saturday night with Brisbane beating Port Adelaide. Uh, $25 on it at $6.82 odds. Oh, I like that, Pez, because uh, uh, two of those I've got as well, um, and the other two I have got a little bit different. I've gone with Sportsbet, the four-leg same-game multi. It's not same-game multi, though. You, you, we say it so much in the show, it's just uh, muscle memory. We've got our four-leg multi, Pez, with Sportsbet, four teams, one leg fails, money back as well. I've got an odds of $7.05, 25 on. The Saints to get it done, the Cats, the Swans, and the Lions. Uh, two games that I'm really certain with is the Saints and the Lions. I think as I spoke about during the show, the Swans are great money at $1.80. And the Cats, just for a little bit of sentimental value, you know I couldn't go a show without putting some money down on the Cats there, Pez. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought we escaped it, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, you left it for left it for the multi. Uh, a little bit cheeky in itself there. So um, our bet slip will be out on Twitter at Behind the Bound Source. So you can actually follow along with it there. Uh, if we put any live bets out, because uh, I don't have any bets on the Sunday, so if I if I see something I like, we'll tweet it out on Twitter as well at Behind the Bounce, so you'll be able to see first when these bets come through. You'll be able to keep to date with everything there at Behind the Bound on Twitter. Source, make sure you're following. Yeah, make sure you get on there, drop us a comment, drop a five-star review on all your favourite podcast distributors uh, and leave maybe a comment as well and tell us how well we're doing and how much you enjoy listening to Pez and uh, Sauce. Have some extra long banter for a, a Tuesday night, Pez, an unusual long one because it is Tuesday, but the excitement of round one, we just had to keep talking about it. Oh, you don't want to stop talking about it. Round one, uh, one more sleep to go. Uh, grand final rematch, which we don't agree that it should be the first match of the round, but boy, are we excited to watch it tomorrow. So uh, I've got to get some some of that sleep and some of that rest. I don't know how I'm going to uh, get down after, after this show tonight, but uh, I'm Pez. Good luck with your bets this week. Peace out. I'm still Sauce. We'll catch up next time. And as always, if you're having a punt, bet responsibly.